Live from the Mecca of Mormonism, Salt Lake City, Utah, this is Heart of the Matter, where we're learning together how to live in the age of fulfillment. I'm your host, Sean McCraney. I recently had the opportunity to be interviewed on a podcast called Radio Free Mormon. Uh, Seth got it put up on our website. You can also go to Radio Free Mormon's website and watch it there. And I talked in, in part about the response of evangelicals toward me uh, over the years as it's grown in hate and disdain. And I explained that the animus I have received, mostly from self-appointed police officers of the faith, who are typically five-point Calvinists. And I made the statement that the saddest thing that I discovered is the more I grow personally in my faith and walk as a human being, um, overcoming my flesh, allowing principles of faith and love to reign instead of dogma and doctrine and everything as that, the more these types have tried to ruin my reputation and reject me as a Christian or a man of faith. So I got to thinking about this after the interview was over, dissecting uh, as to why this would be. And a week or so ago, I talked about words. We talked about that last week, last night, actually. No, last week. And about how mean and unkind words are often in effect uh, because we're trying to get somebody to suffer or die. And I think that this is true of the men and women who, whose ultimate intent toward my person as a, as a Christian is with their mean words that they type and write online, it's so that they could get our ministry, they could get me, the whole thing that we're about to die. We would think that the more a man or a woman overcame themselves as a Christian, as a brother and sister in Christ, uh, that they would be loved more. You would think that Christians would love their own who love people the most. Um, uh, but I have found the absolute opposite to be true. He, uh, the more loving a Christian person is in word, in doctrine, in deed, the more hated they generally become in the faith. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to illustrate that on the whiteboard. So I want to sort of map it out. Uh, of, of the experience that we've had here in our ministry and then just talk to you about how it is, uh, is tied to love. All right, so uh, we're focusing on this board right now and you can see that we have kind of a, a descending graph and it's this, this graph here, uh, this pi, this, uh, this isn't an isosceles triangle, is it? Maybe it is. This angle uh, starts with a whole lot of love, like Led Zeppelin said. And this is the evangelicals reception of our ministry. Okay. Now it began and at the height of the reception in this quadrant or in the, not quadrant in this section right here, we have me attacking the Moes. We have me on TV and I am attacking Mormons and I am telling people that believe in it that they are bad or stupid and, and I am totally in the flesh at times and sometimes I'm not, but I was loved and received at this time for my attack on the Mormons and the result was greatly received. The most reception we ever had in the ministry was when I was attacking other people.
And I, I'm sure, and, and, and I would threaten people with hell. And I would tell people Satan had them. And I would talk about uh, them not being Christian. Not Christian, right? And all of that stuff. So loved by our supporters. All right. So I'm removed from uh, the television in 2013. So we'll call this 2013. This was 2006. So I'm removed in 2013. And you can see that the reception starts to decline. You see it starts to angle down there. And uh, I why? Because I'm going after the Christian churches. And so the idea is we don't like you that much anymore. You're not attacking the Mormons. You're actually attacking us. So it starts to decline. And then I start to confront the modern churches about tithing and about memberships and about healings and all this junk that they do. And it starts to decline. So you could draw a straight line over here and it starts to decline even more. You can see it's really dropped there. And then as time goes on, I realize that eternal punishment where God takes people he has created, he knows what they're going to do in their life and he puts them in hell forever. When I go against eternal punishment and I, and, and I start to speak about that not being possible from a loving God, boy, does the reception from the evangelicals start to diminish. And then it really gets really small when I preach and teach more refined positions uh, regarding eschatology, end times, and then finally when I hit on the Trinity and I start talking about subjective Christianity and I start talking about loving all people all the time and letting God work out where they are with him. Boy, it are the evangelical reception of our ministry reached the point it's at now. Pretty much nothing. Okay? So, um, you can see that graph, how the reception changed. But I want you to look what happened relative to... Let's just erase these and let's just call this graph above love. You can see that as the evangelical reception of me went down and the ministry dropped and the, and the picking on us uh, really reached a height, that it was reciprocated or met with an increase of love. So I had very little love to start here in my attacks on the Moes. And I said they're going to hell and they're of Satan and they're not Christian. And if you're a, if you're this or that or this or that or this or that, God doesn't love you, etc., etc. And you have to follow this. So the love was minimal. But as we move this way and I start to talk about the churches, I'm trying to help people come to see the freedom they can have. The love I'm expressing increases. It gets bigger. And as we go on down the line, watch out about tithing. The love that we're trying to share with people is watch out for memberships and, and the fake healings. We are talking to people about, we're loving them and telling them, God loves you. You don't have to be in bondage. Then we hit eternal punishment and we say, you're okay. I promise you, God is not about throwing you in a punishment eternally forever and ever and ever more love for people here than ever before, but far less reception. So my point is, as love increases, 
reception from Christians diminishes. 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 And so we get to this point, which is where we are now. And this is, listen, all sinners, all people, loved, saved from sin by God. That's the message. That's the ultimate message of love to people. All of it. And as you have the ultimate expressions of love to people, you have the evangelicals turn on you with the least amount of reception. So it works out like this. You're teaching and you say, listen, let's just leave the the LGBTQ. You know, I don't like their politics and all the stuff that goes with it, but let's love them in Christ. And let's love the Mormons and let's love the Catholics and let's love these people and let God deal with them, and let's not pick on them on this end and attack them. Let's love them. When pastors hear this going on, no, 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 and the reception of you diminishes to nothing. So I'm going to sit back down, Seth. And my whole point in that exercise is what I have already uh, said, and that is, The more doctrines I came to understand as truth, uh, the more the truth set me free. What did those truths set me free from? From prejudices and biases and hatreds from those people who did not think like me free from false notions of religiosity and healings and tithes, free from the notion that God hates certain people types. He might hate sin and he might hate humans' ways, but the people types, God is love. And I was set free from the idea that doctrine makes makes might. And when you are able to free yourself from all of those things, you can love freely without any, any sort of setback. Somebody comes up to you who is a complete in the Christian world's eyes reprobate. You can love them absolutely unconditionally without qualification, Christ in you and receive them and let God and the spirit and and truth and love help to heal them and bring them around. You see, herein is the relationship between true doctrine and true love. Think about this. And I've said this before, but it's really important. If your doctrine is correct, if your doctrinal position is right, you will love people with agape love without question. If your doctrinal position is errant, It will be proven errant by the fact that you do not love as God wants you to. And and, and you can see uh, on the board the progression that represents. I started bagging on Mormons, the institution I still bag on and will forever bag on, but I bagged on individual Mormons and uh, not ever, ever the people, not the flesh and blood, right? 
And when I came to see that all religious organizations have issues, Mormons especially, but Catholics too, and Baptists and Presbyterians and all of these brick and mortars have some of the same and even more radical issues than the Mormons do, I pulled back from the Mormons exclusively and sought to liberate all people from religious manipulation, which is a loving thing to do. And then when I came to see the human error of assigning God's makeup into only certain ways called a trinity, that opened me up to love people who don't see God as a trinity. Is he a trinity? He could be. Is he a modality? Is he a oneness? Whatever it is, somewhere in there somebody's right. But it doesn't mean we don't love people. Prior to this, I would hate people who didn't agree with me on the doctrine of the Trinity and or uh, other things. And then when I came to see Christ as having had the victory and the age ending and we're in a new age and reconciling the world to the Father, it brought out more and more love. So the doctrine, it allowed me to love people more. If you belong to a church where their doctrine causes you to not love, their teachings, to pull back in agape love, which is evidence in kindness and patience and mercy and long-suffering. If that happens, you are following a false doctrine because God is love. Jesus' command for us is to love, and we would not have beliefs that cause us to not love. So you have this doctrinal litmus test right there. If, if you're walking around believing something and that belief play, plays out in your life as non-love, you have a false impression of that doctrine and what it means and what it should mean in your life. So the more a person loves in the faith, you will find the more you will be despised. And you can see that in the life of Christ. That when he came as a Jew of Jews and in the uh, meridian of time and he came as a Jew to save his own, he came loving. And what did that do? It caused the religious leaders to hate him. We have that same thing going on now. When you sit in a congregation, the pastor has laid out the rules week in and week out and you've been part of that congregation. And then one day you say, Pastor, I just think it's important that, that we express... Uh, more sympathy, more love, more empathy toward this group that you've been bashing on, you will find hatred toward you for loving too much. And I think it's a great way to decide if you are um, going to be free in Christ or if you're going to be manipulated by men. The more he freely lived, allowing his disciples to pluck weed on the Sabbath day, forgive the sins of a woman caught in adultery, of eating with sinners, forgiving sin, the more he loved, the more his own hated him. And so it will be today. The more you as a Christian choose to love all people everywhere, the more your, your more religious brothers and sisters, the more your own people will distance themselves from you, will reject you, and even hate you. Write your comments below. We'll get to them tomorrow night here on Heart of the Matter.